This is the year for execution. We are here to get things done. It's time to reinvent. Welcome to Reinventing Perspectives podcast. This is episode 96. I just cannot believe it. Thank you so much for being with us if you've been listening all this time. And if you just found us, stick with us. We are going places. Not only are we just a baby in this and episode 96, we are raising the value levels up for this podcast. This is the year that we want to help new entrepreneurs get things done. So naturally, it's only fitting that our debut episode for this year would be a Leaders or Readers series episode. If you have never listened to our Leaders or Readers series episodes, you should. We try to bring you all the nuggets that can help you get things done from these books and also encourage you to go out and get that book because entrepreneurship is a long and hard journey. And for most of us, we're learning as we're going. So if there's any way that you can find information that helps you shorten the learning curve, get the information. Don't make this any longer than it has to be. Shorten the learning curve and get things done. All right. Well, our book for the Leaders of Readers series, episode number eight, which is this episode is the 12th week year. Get more done in 12 weeks than others do in 12 months. And this book is by Brian P. Moran and Michael Lennington. It's a phenomenal book. I'll start you off with this quote from the book. Breakthroughs happen when your thinking changes. Breakthroughs happen when your thinking changes. I love that. So breakthroughs don't happen when your actions change. They happen when your thinking changes. You revolutionize the way you do things when your thinking changes. And I think this book is all about that. The 12th week year is a new way of thinking. So if you had your yearly goals, this is the book that's like, take those yearly goals for your 12-month year and put them aside. We are all about a 12-week year. Not a 12-month year, a 12-week year. And what that means is because our year is now 12 weeks, we are moving faster, we are moving more effectively. It doesn't mean that we are squeezing all the things we planned on doing in 12 months into 12 weeks. That's not what it means. Remember, it's a completely new way of thinking. It's not an adjustment to the way we think. It's a completely new way of thinking. Think about it this way. You're applying the 80-20 rule, right? Pareto's principle that 80% of your results come from 20% of your doings. And with this 12-week year, because we have such a short year to get the results that we would want to get in a year in 12 weeks, we're only focusing on the 20% that gives us the 80% of results. So we are compressing time to get more results. When I read this book, I know I had so many questions. You know, I thought, well, how am I going to get all the things I planned on doing in this year and do it in 12 weeks? It almost sounds like it's impossible. And it is impossible. That's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to completely shift the way we've been thinking and shift the way we've been doing things. So in this book, the premise is that each 12 weeks stands alone. Automatically, there's urgency. There's a quote from this book, which really explains this well. Once you have a 12-week year, each 12 weeks represents a year in your business. The fact is, every week counts. Every day counts, which means we need to be conscious of the reality that execution happens daily, it happens weekly, it does not happen monthly and quarterly. If every day matters, and if every day we're driving towards a certain result, that changes things. We're not sitting around thinking, oh, well, if I didn't get to do the sales calls today, or if I didn't feel like it, or if I had to do this and that, oh, I'll just do it next week because, you know, the quarter ends in 
a couple of months, but completely scrapping that thinking, but putting on a thinking that says every day counts. Because if we have a 12-week year, that day represents a lot of time. Every week counts. Because if it's a 12-week year, that week basically is our month. And we're trying to drive results. I found that, especially when you're starting, you tend to just put off all the things that you really don't feel comfortable doing. And it's easy to spend your time tinkering. It's easy to spend your time doing busy work and never actually getting to do the things that drive results. And what this book does, it helps the reader to focus. You have a 12-week year and this is going to prevent you from tinkering, from building castles in the air. It grounds us for a return on investment because at the end of the year, at the end of the 12 weeks, there has to be a return on our year. Otherwise, if we in 12 weeks, we haven't accomplished anything, it means we just lost the year. And if you think about how this really helps as compared to traditional way of thinking, if in 12 months, you are tinkering and doing busy work and avoiding doing the things you need to do. And you let 12 months go by. And at the end of 12 months is where you reflect and realize, oh my gosh, I didn't get anything done. What that does to a person, just in terms of the hope you have for what you're trying to do, you're almost setting yourself up to fail because you're not doing the things you need to do. And as a result, you're building more discouragement on more discouragement on a process that is very hard on a journey that is very hard and we don't want to do that this year this year is about execution this year is about getting things done and if i've turned away from a 12 month year and i'm now in a 12 week year am i not going to get burnt out from overworking and this book says hey the 12 weeks is equivalent to year do what you would have done if you had just finished working a year. Every 12 weeks, take a break. Every 12 weeks, rest because you have just put in a year in those 12 weeks. The second point I found in this book that I'll share with you, I can't possibly share the whole book. The authors just put so much in there. Please go and buy the book, read the book, apply the book, and let's get executing. But to get you started, because after this episode, you should have enough to do something. The second point that the authors talk about, make sure that you've created a compelling long-term vision. And I know it's one of those things you hear so much. What's your vision? What's your vision? And we all have a mission and vision that most of us forget. And the reason we forget is because it's not a compelling vision, right? The authors say, have a long-term compelling vision. Robin Sharma says, clarity precedes mastery. You can't master anything that you can't see clearly. And sometimes that's the whole big problem. If you can't see where you're trying to go, then how do you master the way to it? Also, it's easy to get discouraged and sidetracked when you're not clear about what it is that you're trying to do. Having clarity is very important. And then how compelling is your vision? And I just thought of a few questions to help you kind of question your own vision, which I used to question my own. Does it move you to action? Does your compelling vision move you to action? Or is it easy to just put off doing what you need to do? Is it easy just, oh, maybe I'll get to it next year? Is it enough to get you to jump out of bed every single day? If you're passionate about what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And most of us roll our eyes at this entrepreneurship is hard work even though we're passionate about the things that we need to do but the idea is if your vision is compelling enough it should be pulling you out of bed every morning it should make you jump out of bed to go after it because you can see so clearly what it is that you're trying to accomplish and you just want to get this done and then another way of thinking about this i thought about what jay abraham says is it worthy of you and i found that so profound because 
He says, in most cases, people get so stuck in, oh, can I accomplish this vision? Can I really generate thousands of customers and millions of dollars in revenue? Can I really do it? And Jay says, that's looking at it completely wrong. Jay says, rather than thinking, are you good enough to be able to do this, whatever your vision is, he says, rather think, is it worthy of you? Whatever it is that you're trying to do, is it worthy of you? Because you are enough. But is what you're trying to do worthy of you? We also have an amazing resource that we did. Our Leaders Readers series episode number six was on the book Start With Why by Simon Sinek, How Great Leaders Inspire Others to Take Action. And he really just breaks down that understanding your why, understanding your what, and understanding how, how you're going to get things done. And it's really fascinating. But check out that episode if you're interested in that concept of understanding your why. And when you have your compelling vision, write it down, put it somewhere where you can see it, read it daily, and then read it some more. Don't lose focus. Keep reading it. It's so easy in the process of getting things done to even forget what your vision is. And when you forget what your vision is, you get lost. It's your guiding map. It's the thing that if you forget, you lose motivation. It's the thing that if you forget, you lose your inspiration because remember your compelling vision, it's got to be good enough to get you to jump out of bed every morning. It's got to be compelling enough to drive you to action. It's got to be that thing, that thing that helps you understand why it is that you're doing what you're doing. And so many times you're going to need that reminder of why it is that you're doing what you're doing because this 12 week year is going to be a completely different way of thinking and it's going to be a completely different focus that's needed to drive results, the reality is change is hard. It's hard to change. It's hard to change even when you know the thing you're trying to do is going to be good for you and it's something simple and maybe you even know how to do it. Think about how difficult it is to change even just the way you eat and you know it's going to help you if you change the way you eat, you'll have more energy, you'll feel good about yourself, you'll look good, you'll look more ready. Little tiny changes are even hard to make. So change is difficult. We have to reframe so that we can make the change that we need to make. And we need to make it easy. That compelling vision where you can see it, keep seeing it, keep reading it, keep knowing what it is, keep understanding why it is that you're doing what it is that you're doing. Just a quick ask. If you're finding this information helpful, please share it with someone that you know would love this conversation and would find this information beneficial. Thank you again for listening in. And let's jump back into our conversation. Right, so the 12th week year, really the importance is on a weekly plan. Never entering a week without knowing what it is that you're trying to do. Never entering a day without knowing what it is that you're trying to do. Because remember how important and how urgent it is in a 12th week year. Every day matters. Every week matters. 12 weeks is a year in your business. It's a quote from the book that says, consistent action on the critical tasks needed to reach your goal is the key to getting what you want in life. Consistent action on the critical task, right? The tasks that are going to drive results is what is needed to reach your goal to getting what you want in life. Based on your 12-week plan, right? Your 12-week year plan, what needs to happen this week? is the question you want to answer. And it's all about activity, execution. You want to know the plan and you want to work the plan. You know, they give tips on how to sort of focus your mind to get things done weekly. He says the first 15 to 20 minutes each week, spend it reviewing the previous week and planning for this week. The first five minutes of every day, review the day before 
and plan for that day. And it's easy to feel like, oh, I don't have time to plan or I know what I'm supposed to do. Let me just jump into it. But the authors say, based on studies that have been conducted, taking those few minutes to plan something save you hours. Okay, so the 10, 15 minutes that you may feel you don't have, you do have because it's actually going to save you hours. We also have an amazing episode that we did with Blaine Okers. And the title of that episode, if you want to check it out, is Get Into the Habit of Getting Results with America's only Chief Results Officer, Blaine Okers. And it's an amazing episode because Blaine really breaks down tips you can use to getting things done, things like next day planning, 30-minute hours. He has all these amazing concepts that you can apply to increase your productivity and effectiveness. Remember, this year we are going for execution. We are going to get things done. We don't need a lot of time, but we are going to get things done. An important thing that these authors mention in the 12th week year is make sure that you're tracking action and outcome rather than just tracking outcome. I know a lot of us We've got their spreadsheets tracking all the outcomes that we have in the business, but we're not tracking our activity. It's easy to say, oh, you know, such and such a number of sales in a day or sales in a week. But what did you do to get those sales? The authors say is more important than actually the sales. You want to track both, of course, but you want to understand how well are you executing? And he says it's important to stay focused on what you can control rather than focusing on what you can't control. You can control how many sales calls you make. You can control how much people buy. But if you can focus on the amount of sales calls that you make, then you can understand how many more sales calls do I need to make in order to get an outcome if this is the outcome I'm getting based on this activity. Remember, we are focused on return this year. We are focused on getting things done. The other advantage that the authors say there is in when you track what they refer to as your lead and your lag factors. So your lead factors are the activities that you're doing and your lag factors are the outcome. They say when you've got a plan like you had at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of your financial year, how do you know where the breakdown is if you're not tracking both your activity and the outcome? If you're not getting the results you want, you can't really understand is it a problem with your plan? right? That means you are executing your plan fully and still you're not getting the result that you want. Then you can conclude, okay, there's a problem with my plan and then you can change that. You can adjust that. Or is it a problem with my execution? I'm not doing enough of what I need to do in order to execute on my plan. Because sometimes he says it's easy to feel like, oh, I'm not getting this result. So definitely my plan must be wrong. So let me go and change the plan. And actually the problem might really be that you're actually not working your plan the way you should work your plan in order to get the results that you intend to get. So before you rush to change your plan, make sure that you're executing 100% of what you said you were going to do. And then you can conclude that, oh, okay, this isn't working. I need to adjust my plan. Another tip that these authors give is that a lot of times we're afraid of outcomes. We're so afraid of not getting the sale. We're so afraid of not meeting the revenue target. We're so emotionally tied to outcomes. And it's understandable. We all do that. But the focus here should really be on what your execution is giving you. Your focus should really be on feedback. Don't focus on oh, I didn't get the X amount of sales, the revenue, I didn't make the target. Rather focus on what is this telling me? What is the feedback that I'm getting from this? Rather than, oh, I'm a failure or this is failing or this isn't working or this feels bad. Really 
try to look objectively and say, what is this feedback that this is giving me? And rework so that I can adjust what I'm doing or adjust how much of it I'm doing and then see what the outcome is. The authors bring a very important question that we often don't ask ourselves, especially as new entrepreneurs. Are you executing at a high level? Before we lose hope, before we feel so discouraged, before it's just too hard, the question is, are we executing at a high level? level? Are we following through on our plans? Are we focusing on the key things that will drive results? Are we focusing on the strategic activities that give us a long-term result? In the book, they mention some things that they say are critical from their working with various organizations and entrepreneurs. They say it's important to measure, right? Like we just talked about measuring action, having a weekly scoreboard of how much of what you plan to do did you get done. And they say, you don't have to be perfect at this. If you can carry out 85% of your well thought out plan that is results driven, where you focus on your key activities that drive results for you in your business. If you can just get 85%, you will accomplish your goal. And if you start out and you're not getting 85%, that's not bad either. This is the reason why we measure. We're trying to progressively get better. You know we can't go from 20 to 85. You can, but try to go from, if you got 25 accomplished this week, try get 35% accomplished the following week. Try to get 50% the week after that. Progressively training ourselves to execute at a high level level. The authors say strive for excellence, not perfection. 85% effective on top priorities to achieve excellence. That's all you need. This is an amazing book. I can't state that enough, but it's even more amazing if we actually take these concepts and ideas and apply them. You don't know what you don't know. And if you're not getting the results that you wish to get or you desire to get, then try something different. And this is a completely different way of thinking and let's try and get some breakthrough results by thinking differently. The authors mention three principles that they say are the foundation of the 12-week year. Principle number one is accountability, taking ownership of the amount of activity that you do. This is your plan and it's in your power to work your plan. Principle number two, they say this commitment. Commitment over feelings all day, every day is what these authors say. You're not moving on how you feel. You're not moving on, I'm so tired of doing this and not getting this result. You're moving on, I have made a plan and I've made a commitment to carry out this plan so that I can reach my long-term compelling vision, which gets me to jump out of bed every single morning because this is what I'm here to do. This is the plan that is worthy of me. Principle number three, greatness in the moment. They say you don't become great when you receive the accolades. You become great in the moment that you decide to do the thing that someone who wants to be great will do. The moment that you decide to go the extra mile, the moment that you decide to be a person who does what they intend to do, a person who does what they say they will do, that's greatness in the moment. The choice to do what is necessary to become great. So this is you asking yourself, what more can I do to get the result? There's always more that you can do. There are so many ways, so many different things that you can try. It's all about trying documenting, seeing how it goes, trying, adjusting, and trying again. That's the only way you get to what works for you and what works for your business. So what more can I do to get the result? 
there's always something more you can do. And just keeping promises to yourself, this plan of attack, this plan of execution to get you to your long-term compelling vision is a promise that you've made to yourself. So in building your character, in building esteem and becoming successful, Jim Rohn says you become a success before you become successful. So the last part of the book also has how you can help your team to implement the 12th week year as a leader. And one thing that he says is crucial to what they've seen in the outcome of people who use the 12th week year, what they refer to as the weekly accountability meeting, which is when you get to meet with someone and talk about your results for the 12 weeks to date. How are you doing with your weekly execution score? Your intentions for the next week, feedback and suggestions. And just having that sort of peer pressure of knowing that there's someone that you've told what you're going to do on top of taking ownership of it, kind of being accountable also to somebody else. The authors report this as being really critical to the people that they've seen successfully implement the 12-week year. I'll leave us with a quote from the book. The only things you control are your thinking, and your actions. So go out and be productive. And as always, we have a write-up on our website, www.reinventingperspectives.com. Sign up, get the free write-up on the 12th week year. This will help you together with this episode. And if you find it helpful, go and purchase the book, read it, and apply it. This is the year of execution entrepreneurs. This is the year of execution founders. I'm so excited to have you here and I look forward to the many episodes of this year. Thank you for listening in and as always, see you again next week. I hope you got a lot of information, a lot of actionable things out of these episodes. Please support us by going and leaving a review in your podcast listening app. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with the Reinventing Perspectives podcast.